0: Good morning, guys. All right. So let's get started. It's 10 a.m. All right. For those who are late, they will incorporate as we go. All right. So to get started today, right here, March the 15th. And there you go. We get started today. Now, there's a concept that I uh, want to review with you uh, with an author, uh, Carl Newport. His concept is so good... They can Ignore You. I highly recommend that book, So Good They Can't Ignore You, right? By Carl Newport. He's a professor of business at MIT. I highly recommend that. The question that I want to uh, follow up with that title is Become So Good That They Call You. Become so good at marketing. Become so good with your message Become so good with your frequency and consistency that you become the celebrity to your audience. Are you becoming that good? That instead of you having to call people, people call you, right? So that should be the minimum standard. I'm doing so good at marketing. I'm putting out so much good content. And we're going to talk about content. If you have any questions, last Thursday, we had an amazing event with a lot of content creators from our team. So we're gonna talk about that, right? So what do you say, how often, what platforms to use, Right Now, uh, you know, following up with that first point, so good that they call me, right? What is the minimum standard you're setting up for your business? What would you tell your kids if you were acting, if they were acting like you? right? What would you tell your kids, right? That's another question that I like to ask myself. Am I being the example to my kids? I'm going to recommend another book. It's called The One Word, The One Word, right? I don't remember the author, but it's choose a word that define what you want to accomplish. In my case, for a long time, it's been inspire right so when i want to talk when i talk i want to inspire but i'm not talking only about inspiring in terms of people in the business real estate agents on tv in personal finance am i inspiring my kids and believe it or not, most of the time, it, it's hard to, uh, to deliver on that one, right? But again, am I striving to inspire every time I talk? For example, in my case, many of you don't know me that well, but in my case, I'm, I'm joking all day long, all day long. So, you know, even though that's a lot of fun, I realize that that time and those comments, which are a lot of fun, would be better to utilize. If instead of just having fun, I would talk about inspiring other people, right, or me being inspired by other people and sharing that uh, that opinion. So important, right? What would you tell your kids if they were, if you were, uh, if they were acting like you're acting right now in your real estate business? So choose a word. My word is inspire. I want to inspire every time I open my mouth. Every time. I'm taking action every time I go to a restaurant I'm behaving in a way that I'm you know talking to the server not only as a customer but I'm changing that person at that moment I'm not changing any life but I'm inspiring that person not always happens right so when was the last time you did an audit all right a time audit on your business and by the way I was this is a conversation that I was having with my my coach, Dan Sullivan, last week, right? And we were talking about uh, those three main points. Uh, he asked me, Orlando, when was the last time you did uh, a time audit in your business? When was the last time you did a time audit in your business, all right? Meaning, look, going through your calendar, your everyday calendar, and looking at the activities. Not only looking at the activities from the past two, three, four weeks, he said ideally two weeks, Go back two weeks in your calendar and see all the activities in your calendar. Do an audit to see exactly what you're focusing on. And if those activities reflect exactly what you want to accomplish in the next 90 days. One more time, do a time audit for the past two weeks. Go to your calendar, whether it's online or uh, on paper, audit it, see all the activities and see if those activities that you're performing on a daily basis truly reflect the goals that you want to accomplish in the next 90 days right so I also want to talk a little bit about what to do when there is no inventory all right so I want to get into that first I want to see if there is any questions because I have my slides ready we are almost 60 people right here and before I get started with the questions from last week I want to see if I have any questions from you so number one how are you acting right now in your real estate business? I'm telling you this because I have it very fresh, because last week I had a, a conversation uh, with my business coach, uh, Dan Sullivan, and it was very eye-opener, right? Uh, how are you behaving in your business? Are you, you know, changing uh, the life of the people you work with, right? And he asked me, right, uh, what would you tell your kids right, if they were behaving that, the way you are behaving right now in your business? in your business, right? How are you doing, right? And the second conversation that was awesome was, when was the last time you did a time audit? So in terms of you as a real estate agent, before I jump into answering questions, I wanna see the questions from you, from the audience today. And if you are not behaving business-wise, right? Uh, The way you want to, what challenges are you having in your real estate business? Whether it's time, challenge, or lead challenge or conversion conversion challenges so what what questions do you have and carlos you know i want to pick on you first carlos Martel, because i you know you you are very open-minded and and you never you, you don't mind sharing your uh your your goals and you don't mind sharing your challenges so i always appreciate that and i think i i let you know that so what what challenges are you having right now are you behaving the way you would like to behave in your business right now?
1: Um, no, there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. I believe I can, I can increase the amount of leads. And I also wanna increase probably the amount of, definitely wanna increase the amount of listing presentations. Um, mm-hmm. Since I started a coaching with you, one of the things I did is I concentrated on um, mailing in the building I live in which is 654 units Mm -hmm. and I I use this service every two months they send a report with my picture and I used to be the president of the board so that adds a little value people see that people see that I know the community that I live here and it has given me a lot of listings a lot of listings maybe about three a year and that's great because that pays for the advertising and puts money in my pocket. But, uh, you know, and, and that's usually when people call me is because they want to list. It's not a listing conversation or presentation that may go, may not. Usually it's 80% um, of, of the times I get the listing.
0: So going back to the first point that I made, right? Are we so good that people call us? In that case, you know, postcards are working for you in that sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are, they are, and I remember the interview you did with Nivaldo Soria, and he said, you know, you have to be active with the community. In my case, I was very active in two thousand seventeen, and I and I'm still seeing the results from them.
0: Mm -hmm. So right there. So in that case, in Carlos' case, you know, in terms of postcards, that's working very well for him, right? But as he said, there's always room for improvement. I discover, you know, with that session that I have with Dan last week that i need to decrease my use of the phone tremendously tremendously i was a a discovery last week right uh when we were talking how we become addicts uh to the phone right and i i didn't think i had that an addiction to the phone but it happens you know when i look at the number of hours i do right and uh, if i invest a few hours of what i put into This little device into my business or to refresh myself. He also mentioned something very interesting that I think I shared with you guys before. Only 16% of our our new ideas or solutions to our business problems come in the office. Research show that only 60% 16% all right of the solutions you find or ideas you find in your business. Happen in the office, Happen in the office. Now, that was the second discovery, aha moment that I have with my session with Dan. So number one, the phone. Number two, I'm spending too much time in the office. So I was already spoke to my wife, right? Today, I pick up my daughter, Gianna uh, in Miami Beach in Miami City Ballet at 745. So what am I gonna do? At five, I'm leaving the office today and I'm going to Miami Beach for almost three hours, right? waiting for her you know to pick her up i'm gonna walk in miami beach i'm gonna start in 21st street and i'm gonna keep going up for about an hour and then i'll come back right but by the way that was one of the uh the uh the persons in the session who uh swims three miles a day swims three miles a day and the question was how do you make sure you swim three miles a day he says i just go i don't know exactly the word he, he used but I just go deep in the ocean and a mile and a half. That's it, that was his answer. He has to come back anyway, so he has to do three, right? So instead of going parallel to the to the shore, he just goes deep, a mile and a half. He just guarantees he has to swim back 1.5 more, all right? So what are we doing right now? Are you doing an audit on your time, on the things that matter the most to you very few things will change your business very few things all right so to me that was very 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 important Carlos anything else you wanted to share there no no okay cool yeah. perfect so Jeff asked what are some ways in which you prepare for a buyer lead call specifically for a buyer lead outside of your target uh, area. Very good. So Jeff, very good question. The way you prepare is very simple. Guys, when you're going to talk to a buyer, these are the five things you need to know. Five things, very simple. And Jeff, we wanna treat treat that, all right, uh, as a consultation, all right? And for you, it's easier because of the culture. Hispanics talk too much. And Hispanics think that they need to be friends with their clients. You don't need to be friends with your clients. If that happens, that's even better. But don't try to. That's the beautiful thing about the Anglo culture, right? It's, I don't want to be your friend. Tell me exactly how you can help me. So in your case, it's going to be even easier. But I'm saying this because we have Hispanics in the call and they, they try to, to, to have empathy. Oh, your kids go to this school. Oh, you play golf. I play golf too. Oh, what about tennis? Oh, I love, stop that. So in your case, it's easier. So five questions, all right? How do you prepare, prepare for a buyer's lead uh, conversation? It's very simple hey, Jeff, great having you in the call. I just want to make sure that I find exactly what you're looking for. In order to do that, I'm going to ask you five very simple questions. That is, they're not going to only help me identify exactly what you want, but more important, it's going to give you the clarity and the simplicity to look exactly for what you want. You ready? All right, Jeff, so first, tell me exactly what are you looking for? Is it a condominium? Is it a house? Is it a townhouse? Describe the property for me. Is it a one-bedroom, two-bedroom, three-bedroom? Is it a high-rise? If, if it is a condominium, do you want to look it at the ocean, at the city? Has, you want it a high floor, low floor, right? How many parking spaces? What's the square footage? Describe the property for me. You go from the general, is it a condo, townhouse, single-family home? Then you go to describing that specific property. Make sense? Number two, now that we understand exactly, Jeff, the type of property you're looking for, we need to find out the location, where, right? Where do you like? So tell me, where do you live? Where's your office? Your family, right? Your friends, where do they live? What's the area you like the most in Miami? In Miami, again, you told me that outside your area, that's one with buyers, it's going to be like that, right? What's the area you like the most in Miami? That's going to be easy for them. Number three, now we need to identify the most important question, Jeff, uh, the answer to the most important question, the why. Why is it exactly that you want to buy a property? Right. So there are three main reasons, Jeff, buyers acquire property, investment, vacation, and the most common one, to live in that property, right? So is it an investment? Is it a vacation property? Or do you wanna move there as your primary residence? This one specifically an investor. What is it? He's specifically an investor. Very good. Central Excellent. Rental. If it is an investment, now I want you to describe to me what a good investment is for you. I before you give me the answer, I know the higher the better, the cheaper the better. You know, if you can get a fifty percent return a day, I know exactly that's what you're looking for. A five thousand dollar property, I get it, right? But. But realistically, in the real estate market in South Florida, what are your expectations? Because if they're telling you 12 15%, it's not going to happen. It's usually it's going to be between 4 to 6%, right? right? That's number three. So an investment, okay? And describe for me why. Why, why do you want to invest in real estate? They might tell you because I have the money in the bank sitting and it's giving me half a percentage, a percent, right? Not even a 1%. It's appreciated in the bank. Okay, get it. Or, or I'm getting uh, you know, uh, uh, money from from my family. You know, I'm, I hear it, You know, I'm I'm getting some money from my family. But when? Then that's the next question, right? Number four. When? When? When are you ready to invest? Right. And the final one. It's what? How much? How much? That's it. Right. When you go to the doctor, you don't deviate from the main things. You get there. The first thing they do is what? Weight. What's your weight? Second thing, your pressure. Third thing, your heart. It's, that's every single, I just came two weeks ago. You do the same thing again. Got it? They don't start talking about how is the family and the goal. But yeah, maybe after a while, you know, you get into that conversation, but it's like 10 seconds. Very quick right same thing when you go to a lawyer when you go to an accountant stop trying to try, trying to you know create empathy with the client and a relationship with the client if that if that happens great that's even better because the relationship is going to be stronger but focus on the primary goal identifying what the client is looking for what do you want where do you want it why do you want it when do you want it and how much
2: that's brilliant and you want to be
0: you want to sound and you want to sound professional and the only way to sound professional is to be prepared with the questions right the quality right of your business depends on the quality of your conversations you can't have a quality business if you don't have quality conversations and in order to have a quality com- the, the quality of a conversation Depends on the quality of your questions. By the way, that that happens not only in business; it also happens with your kids, it happens with your spouse, it happens with your friend, with your friends. The quality of the conversation depends on the quality of your questions. Got it? All right. So I hope that answers uh, your question uh Jaime says all right says I'm new in this business most many of you are in the process of closing two properties now two properties now that's a fast start that's good it is a challenge to work with more than two buyers at a time what would you recommend in strategy Jaime I love that one very good very good so what do we recommend for those of you who are a little bit more experienced all right Carlos help me out with that one because you're right there working with buyers or working with sellers sellers there you go working with sellers exactly number two Josefina thank you very much for typing the answer down another you know getting an assistant transaction coordinator so two things very good so first and foremost if you're working with buyers you need a transaction coordinator End of story. It, it, it's, it would be crazy to do it on your own, right? You need somebody to handle all the paperwork, the deadlines for you. Right. Where do you find that transaction coordinator? You might have it at your company. Like many of you have it in our group. We have a transaction coordinator. You might have you might have it in uh, in the brokerage in your office. And if you don't, don't worry about it. You have it in upwork in fi- in in, in, in fiber. There are many sources to look for a transaction coordinator, professional transaction coordinator. Stop in Google, real estate transaction coordinator. Ideally, first go to your broker and ask your broker, right? Do we have a transaction coordinator? Many don't, don't worry about it. If they do use theirs, if they don't, then go and look for a real estate transaction coordinator. Number two, very important Josefina, Have an assistant. Remember, when you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. All right? Very, very, very good. All right? When you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. Now, James, I'm going to go back into, you know, what what do you do when you're working with buyers? My answer is always going to be, don't forget about buyers, but make sure you focus on sellers or start focusing on sellers. As a new agent, it's gonna be a little bit harder for you, right, to get the sellers. Why? Sellers are always looking for the most experienced, competitive real estate agent, right? It's gonna take you a little bit longer, but the sooner you get started developing your listing skills, the sooner you're gonna get, get, start getting sellers. And eventually, you're not gonna work with buyers. That's the idea, right? You get started with with first with rentals. From rentals, you evolve to working with buyers. And some agents, maybe like yourself, you skip, right? The rental step, which is great. You start working with, buy, with buyers. But you, in the meantime, you want to prepare, start preparing. And that's what we do in our course. I suggest you watch our listing, how to become a top listing agent workshop. That is specific course we have right here that all of you have access to. You got to watch that. And we bring to that workshop. It's not only me doing it, but we have three top listing agents in the country, right? Including the number one agent, the number one listing agent in Miami, talking about how to get more listings, right? So you want to start making the transition, developing your skills. So eventually, all you do with buyers is refer them to other people. Got it? To other agents, to your buyer's agents, right? All right. So very, very good. I love that, love, love that question. So that's the strategy. Kevin, I'm having trouble not doing rentals. It takes up my time and, and doesn't bring much money, but it pays the bills. Exactly, Kevin. And uh, ideally, as I said, when you get started in real estate, right, you start with rentals, not only For the money, little money, as you said, you know, but it pays the bills. But you want to get to know the area. You want to get to know the real estate market, the local real estate market, the square footage, the layouts of the properties in your area, right? But again, you want to start getting buyers and why not sellers from the beginning, all right? It is so critical, so, so critical that you start talking to sellers. Most of the time, you're not going to get them. Your expectation should be to make a great listing presentation and to be able to handle objections. Your expectations as a newer agent should not be to get the listing. Don't worry about that. Worry about developing your skills. I'm here to develop my skills with the seller. You know what that allows you? To relax, to focus on what you should be focusing anyways, which is making an amazing presentation handling objections and closing the deal. And when you lower your expectations, right? When you don't focus on the results, but in the process of developing your skills, you usually deliver a much, much higher presentation, handle objections much better. And since you don't have any expectations, you don't have most of the time, you're not scared to ask for the signature. All right. So good, good, good point. All right. So again, For those of you who are getting started, rentals are great. I understand that it's not for the money, right? But to get to know the market and to get to know what? Potential buyers within 12 months, usually a percentage, about 20% of the people you rented uh, properties to are going to convert. About 20% of the people that you're renting to 12 months from now will be your buyers. And guess what? Three to five years from now, those buyers will be your what? Your sellers. Exactly. Carlos, your sellers. You see, you see how the process goes, right? Okay. There you go. So April has another question. Thank you, London, for this morning session. I had ordered my book, just waiting for the Libri. I'm heading to a show and thank you and good day to everyone. Thank you guys. All right, perfect. So let's see. Uh, any, somebody has a question. Uh, anybody had a question? I think Fabiola raised her hand for a moment. No, oh? you're good.
1: Yes, I did, but I kind of answered my own question. It was about an objective that I have a listing presentation on Friday, and my seller's main worry is that the market is so fast that she is going to sell her house. It's a 3-2. She is going to sell it in 24 hours, Um, and she has to leave, but it's like that the fact that it's going so fast, I need to find a way to just calm her down, and yes, it is going to go fast, but this is the best thing for you because you have to move
0: (laughs) so very good point so here's here's the thing mr seller i just want to create a situation where the decision is on your side all right so what do i mean by that if we don't put the property on the market is it going to sell yes or no no got it So what do we want? We want to put the property on the market. Most likely it's going to sell fast. It's going to sell fast. doesn't mean that you have to move fast. There can be a contingency, right? On the contract that you would, when is it exactly first, let's address the seller's concern. The seller's concern is that she's going to have to move pretty quick, right? So in the best, you know, in the best scenario, Mr. Seller, right? In a perfect world, When would you like to move? Did you answer that question or not?
1: So she just um, got married Mm -hmm. and is going to talk with her husband on the timeline Mm -hmm. of when they need to move. They need to move to New Mexico, but it's not necessarily for a job or anything. They just want to move over there. basically. Okay.
0: Okay. So basically what we want to do is to make sure that we understand when she wants to move. And in this so hot market, you know, moving three months from now, it's fine. Which is by the way a realistic time to move if that if that's what you want to do, if if you want to move, right? So we can put it in the contract, right? By contingent on, you know, uh, not contingent. There's not there's not a contingent. you know, buyer will vacate the property or the closing will be 90 days from now. By the way, it gives enough time for the seller, for for the for the buyer. I'm sorry, seller will move 90 days from now. Or closing will happen 90 days from now, not move. Closing will happen 90 days from now. And that gives enough time for the buyer to find financing, to secure whatever things they need to do, the moving time, etc. They don't have to do it right away. Got it? So that so, but again, it's to to making sure that the seller understands that the only way to to reach that goal of selling their home is to put it in the market. A uh, second thing also, all right, it is riskier not to put it in the market than to put it in the market because yes, it is a hot market but we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Literally, I'm not saying in the future, literally tomorrow. All right? Remember, you know, God forbid 9/11 Remember the market crash of 2008, right? We don't know. Remember COVID? We just don't know. Got it? So let's secure the sale of your property, and then we negotiate on the time frame. Since the market is so hot, you know, most likely you're going to find a buyer that is going to agree to a moving time or period that is beneficial to you but let's get your property on the market. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Hey, they might close Miami. Is it likely to happen? No, but we don't know. Why take the risk? There is no risk of selling your property today because you can always negotiate the time to move. Make sense? You need to have that conversation today, Fabiola, and you need to get that leasing on the market right away for not only your benefit, but for your client's benefit. I'm speaking from my heart. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, literally. All right. Good point. By the way, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that is a good uh, problem to have. All right. Jenny, else, Jenny uh, also says, or have a post occupancy addendum. That can also happen. You know, I, I cannot mention that, Jenny, uh, but that's a little bit tricky. Uh, there are some issues with that. I'd rather have a closing date that it's specific to the moving time. All right. That To me, that, that's a little bit easier, but you can also use that. Thank you for for that, uh, uh, that note. All right, let's see. Let's continue. And if you have any other questions, post them right here or just raise your hand, and I'll be more than glad to answer it from you. Okay, so here's the next question. Thank you, Orlando. I think uh, it is where, okay, so the, the question from this person is, where do I start? I have a lot of different things going on, and it is hard to know where I should be focusing my time. I think I need to create better routines and systems to step on top of my lane. Any suggestions, tools, etc that can help? Well, number 1, as I put right right here, we all have a lot of things to do on uh, going on, right? So step number 1, nothing is more important, nothing is more important than your five sales conversations every single day. Nothing more important than your five sales conversations every single day. If you are a brand new agent, that's your number one thing. You need to speak to people every single day, minimum of five, five people. This is your business. This is the business you're in, right? If you are a lawyer, you're in the business of representing people. You need to talk to clients to represent them. If you're a doctor, that's your business to talk to patients, right? In real estate, your business to talk to buyers and sellers every single day. And then I'll be right with you. Okay. So that's important. That's very, very important. Right now, if you're an experienced agent, you most likely already develop your communication skills, how to pre-qualify, how to follow up, how to present, how to handle objections, how to close. So my suggestion to experienced agents that already have enough business are very, very busy, do what I do. Works very well for me. I have a list of people that I'm going to reach out on Monday. On Friday, I block about an hour and a half to two hours. I go through my WhatsApp. I go through my calendar. I go through my database. I need to make sure that I know exactly, exactly. I need to make sure that I have enough people that I'm going to talk to on Monday. People that open my email. People that wanted to reach out to me. I have more than enough people, all right? In my case, because we've been doing marketing for so long, I have requests of people that want to talk to me about coaching. Right. But I have kind of, I kind of sense depending on the type of coaching they want. So I put them on priority and I reach out to all those people on Monday. Right. So by Monday, I already did my sales conversations. So for those of you who are experienced block two hours on Friday to have more than enough buyers and sellers to talk to on Monday. And Monday after this call, which is usually when people are available, from 11 until 6 p.m., it's call day. You call. You reach out to every single person that opened your email. You reach out to every single person that received your WhatsApp group message. Everybody should have a WhatsApp group message. You Talk to the people that downloaded your guide on Facebook or Instagram. You should have a campaign running on social media, right? If you have lead from Zillow, you should be following up from them uh, with them, or realtorscom And finally, if you're doing postcards like Carlos, you should be reaching out to them on Monday. Got it? So that's number one. Again, if you're brand new, you want to make sure that you are doing it five uh, five times, five days a week, all right? But before you do that, and if you want, you can uh, uh, take a screenshot of this slide, right? Identify the highest probable clients and market. You go to module number one, and we explain to you in details how to do that. Develop your specialized knowledge for your market. You go to module number two, and you learn how to do that. Number three, you launch your marketing campaign in that market. You study uh, modules number four and five for that. And then you reach to those leads, as I was mentioning before. All right. That's the process. Should you go to contract class? Yes or no? Should you know the contract? Yes or no? Not before you have enough leads. I'm not saying that contracts are not important. What I'm saying is that you should be focusing on only one thing. Talking to people that's it that is going to force you to learn the contract when you have an offer i see so many agents trying to learn the administrative part of the business which is unfortunately you're going to forget uh, forget if you don't practice it there is a learning curve and also a forgetting curve all right so please make sure make sure that you focus on talking to new clients, all right, Elena. I'll be right with you. I'm gonna to go to Anna first. Anna, you had a you had a question. I know you're writing some some notes. Go ahead.
2: Hi. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, I have the possibility to get three listings in the same building, and I'm not sure if to take them or not. Uh-huh. Um, this building is Opera Tower, that most likely every of you knows. I worked several times for the developer as a sales director, and he always sells through him, like his, he has his own reality. And here and there he calls me and it's seasonal. Suddenly finally we open the cell center for four months, for five months. So now I approach him, they have 70 units left out of 635 that Opera has. So they've been selling since 2008 in stages. Mm-hmm. So what I approached the, the owner is Mr. Holo and said if he was willing to give me at least three different units. They have just very easy studios, one and two bedrooms, and all are the same layout. It's the most easy building to learn, actually. Okay. So um, they are always a little bit higher than the competition or the other units for reselling in the MLS. What I like about them is they make it easy, paperwork, inspections, everything. is a developed contract. They have still the rescission period, even though it's a building that has been operating for more than 13 years, and he's offering me one point more of the six, seven, so that I'm, I'm willing to give 4% to the realtors and me work for three. So most of the units, they're like, they're rented. That's how he, he keeps them. They, they have a listing office on site. So if I list three of them, like they have furniture and everything. They have some of them vacant and some of them with furniture. The vacant one are yearly tenants, the other ones monthly tenants. So if I take three as a models, what I can put always in the MLS or when they call me to see the unit and it's not available because they have just placed a tenant, I always have the opportunity to say, I have more inventory. I cannot show you that one but a similar line, up, lower, whatever. And also it's a good opportunity that if I do advertising, I may get buyers like from New York, from somewhere else that they're not represented by somebody. So it's,
0: what question: what, what question do you have, Anna?
2: My question is, is it worth it? Even though I know he his price are a little higher than the reason?
0: Of retail. course, of 100%, 100%, and <laughs> Elena, 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 if you can send me a private message with your phone number, I will give you a call after the uh, the session today. I don't know if it
2: will know. be a waste of my time. No, no,
0: no. Very good. Very good point. Very good point. All right. Let me write that. Uh, so very uh, important. Very, very important. Should you take listings that are overpriced? This is to everybody. Should you take listings that are overpriced? Yes or no?
2: I don't like the idea.
0: Okay Anna doesn't like the idea. Anybody else?
1: Yes, yes yes yes.
0: You take listings at any point
1: okay
0: at any, at, at, but, but, but let me explain to you Anna why. All right? Very very important, all right? You take overpriced listings every single day for two reasons number one you never know and in this case i know you know Hole is a developer he will he won't change the prices whatever but you never know when the seller will come to census and lower the price so you might you you better have that listing when he changes his his mind does that make sense all right number two listings give you the ability to get buyers and more important sellers leads And in that building, most likely you can do open houses, most likely, all right? Not only that, but allows you to advertise. And as you said, I don't have this specific one, but I can find you other ones. I love the idea. So go ahead, and if you can do it, 100% do it, okay? 100%, And if you have that relationship with, with him, he's a big, big time developer. He has a lot of units in Miami. Don't say no to that. You make sure you open house those units. You, you, oh, you know, you do open houses in those units every single week, two, three times. Make those units your office. That's Literally. what I was
2: thinking. They have
0: seventy Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. All right like uh, look, look at look at all the comments right here very good so i'm gonna go right here look at the comments uh jenny says i will take it laura says just have a conversation that you need to adjust it in this case yes uh laura is 100 right just have a conversation that you need to adjust it that's with a regular seller of course you're talking to a developer all right uh you know he's he, he knows exactly he knows that he's overpriced he knows how to how to negotiate it he's one of the most seasoned, developers in the area so but but in most cases yes i'll take the listing and just communicate with them what their real price is this is an exception on that all right liliana says yes tell them to readjust in the future all right uh so look everybody carlos beautiful free advertising completely free advertising all right that's
2: that was what i thought is exposure
1: i have
0: yeah yeah 100% exposure, 100%, all right? And finally, Sebastian, it is a foot in the door for more opportunities, 100%, right? I'd rather have an overpriced listing than not have a listing at all. And in the the, uh, listing workshop that we have right here that all of you have access to, Riley Smith, the number one listing agent in Miami, says it. I will take an overpriced listing every day of the week. Every day of the week. Again, it is free advertisement. You can go to another seller and say, "Look, look I have this listing, right? You generate buyers' leads, sellers' leads, and you never know when the seller is going to go and accept an offer. You never know that, or change the price. Change the price, right?" Very, very, Diego says, always get the listing. Always get the listing, guys. Always get the listing. Your job after you get the listing is to communicate with the seller every single week. And you're going to tell them six things. Please write this down, guys. What are you going to tell them every single week? Mr. Seller, these are the number of properties for sale right now that compared to you. There are 26 properties, all right? Diego says 24-7 advertising. Exactly, Diego. So number one, very, very, very good. All right. Number one, number of properties for sale. Number two, average price. Mr. Seller, this is the average price right now on the properties that I'm, are competing with yours. Number three, the average price per square foot, right? Number four, the highest for sale and the lowest for sale number five what is it if somebody wants to help me number five what is it so i'm gonna give you the five number one number of properties for sale average. Based on the market days on the market very good it's, there are six okay so number of properties for sale average price average price per square foot highest for sale lowest for sale. And finally, thank you very much, days on the market. We need to communicate that information to our sellers every single week, every single week. When we do that, it's going to lower tremendously, tremendously the possibility of that seller canceling the listing on us. Make sense? Good question, guys. Good question. Next question. Next question from you guys. If What about if anybody has a question or a comment? Anybody? Three? Any questions? All right. I'm going to continue right here. All right. I'm going to show you this right here. There you go. All right. So if you're brand new or if you don't have very specific goals, uh, this morning, we have uh, what's called, that one is in Spanish, called Cafecito Immobiliario. It's a, a real estate coffee, right? We call it from 8 to 9 in Clubhouse, right? Uh, if you don't have Clubhouse, send me an invite. Uh, send me an email, info at com. I think I have a couple of invitations. If not, I'll find somebody to invite you into Clubhouse. Very important, very dynamic platform. So. We were talking this morning, oh, Jeff says, I have five invites. Excellent, Jeff, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. So if you are not in in Clubhouse, send me an invite, info at Montelio Organization. If I don't have enough, I'll refer them to Jeff, all right? So we were talking this morning. If I ask you right now, if I ask you right now, right now, think about it. What is your number one goal? Number one goal in your business for this week. What's your number one goal? Do you know it with certainty? For most agent agents, the answer is what? Yes or no? Most people don't know it. Right? And I see Elena laughing. I know it. All right, maybe but some people don't, right? Just people just wake up, real estate agents. Wake up and go through the motions of waking up, going to the office, looking at the MLS, looking at their emails, social media. Do I have a very specific goal? Yes or no? Number two, with that specific goal, all right, do I have a very specific activity for this week to accomplish that very specific goal? And if not, this is the day. Today, Mondays, is your day. That's what we call the top 10. The top 10 goals usually is two or three, no more than that. And I should lower that at the top three, we should call it from now on, the top three goals for the week. So you can attach an activity to it. Most agents, when you ask them, what do you want? I want more money. And more money is what? $10? $50? No, what do you mean? Well, tell me how much money, right? But not for the year. For the month. How much money do you want to make this month? So we can attach a number of properties sold. So we can attach a commission to it. So we can attach the activities to it. For this week, what's your number one goal? Because if you don't have a goal this week, how do you know what to do? Think about it. It sounds simple. It sounds easy. Yet most people don't have a clear understanding of of what do I need to do today? To move my business forward if you do great congratulations so but if you don't i'm going to give you right here a hint with a with a slide right determine your financial goal right here number one determine your financial goal number two identify identify the average properties sales price and commission so if your financial goal let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars it's just a number right it can be way more, it can be way less, it can be that, right? $100,000. Identify the average property's sales price and commission. So let's say the commission for that property, it's gonna be $20,000. If my goal, right, uh, it's 100,000, then how many I need to sell? Five, right? And then determine the number of properties close in the next ne- to close in the next 12 months and divide that by your financial goal, which is exactly what I did right now. Then identify the number of leads needed to reach transactions close. Identify the marketing platforms, contact leads in a daily basis. If you can take a screenshot of this, this is gonna give you a lot of clarity, a lot, a lot of clarity, right? Please take a screenshot of this. Those six steps will give you the clarity and the simplicity to focus on the very few things that matter for your business that simple that's it guys that's it all right so if i were to ask you today what are the top three because i'm going to change it now because it's top 10 we call it the top 10 sounds it sounds good and it's you know it's it works but we want to eliminate as many as possible top three lower to top three If I ask you right now, what are the top three things, the top three goals for the weeks? Do you have it? All right. Many people don't. All right. Many people don't. Oh, Lisette, calling my leads. All right. Very good, Lisa. I like that. Now let's be even more specific. Love that. How many leads? Well, depending on how many transactions Lisa wants to close for the week or for the month or for the quarter, right? The quarter goes into the week. So very good, all right? So okay, and then I said right here, Elena, all right. All right, I have right here, Liliana have some invites. Okay, you guys are talking about Clubhouse, very good. Calling my leads, very, very good. No people every day, number, but we need exact numbers, No people. So for example, Lissette said, call my leads, and Diego said, get to know people every day. How many? One two, five, 10, 15, again, we need to attach a certain number. That's why money, is so good in business in terms of not order finance, it's a measuring stick, right? So Diego, when you say, I need to get to know people every day, how many? What's the goal? But today, when I wake up, if my number one goal is to meet new people, okay, what's my goal? So by the way, not only knowing the number, but knowing when to stop working, if you get it done by 2 p.m., go to the beach. Go to the mountain, like you know, like Sebastian is right now. Look at the mountain, the beautiful mountain Sebastian has in the back, right? Go to A. Hey, your goal, right, is to talk to three people today, right? You did? Why are you staying in the office? Just go. Or, you know, just if it is for the week, 20 and you did the 20 today. What are we working for, right? to create momentum, to make money, right? And if you did create the momentum to create the money, just go ahead and enjoy. So that's why we need it a, a specific, specific number, all right? Anna says, talk to five people daily. Anna, what prevents you from talking to 25 people today? Maybe we'll do it today, 25. That's okay. Five a day is the same result. But now we have that, that very specific goal, right? And that's number one. If we identify them, that's number one. And very good, Anna. Very good. He said, "Very good." DA, which yeah. about talking to new people, that creates momentum, that generates the leads. All right. Then we know that. Now, Anna, that is a very specific number. That's twenty-five a week. Hopefully, you can do it by Wednesday. Why not? Right. Uh, Lida, I do have one question. Where is the data on the points you are speaking about? It is published through the M- yeah the MLS. And you're in California right now, I'm not very familiar with the California MLS, but it's in every single MLS. Yes, that, those six things, the data that I spoke about is in the MLS, definitely. All right, very good. All right, As Elena says, all right, where are other ways of reaching out to my farm area? Except postcards, very good. After having owners, email addresses, can I send them emails or create a custom audience on Facebook? That is exactly right, Elena. All right, so there are four ways to finding and reaching out to your target audience. Number one, email marketing. You already have the email, very good. Number two, if you already have the list, you have at least two to three thousand people, right, in that database. You don't want to upload that database to your CRM, right, because they're gonna block your IP address. What you wanna do is to create what you just mentioned, a custom audience on Facebook. And then you want to create a campaign that is going to be shown only to those people. Very, very, very good. Exactly. Number three, you can also pay for realtors.com. It's not working very well right now. Zillow is not working very well right now. That is the sense across the nation with the agents that I work with and what I'm hearing right now is not working very well with the algorithm. All right. So that is exactly it, Elena. All right. And every time you send a, uh, an email, you make sure you pick up the phone and reach out to the people that open it. Very quick. Very good. Uh, Carlos, we need break down goals into bit size goals. Very good. Small improvement. Micro wins. Compound over time. And sooner than we think, we'll, with small steps in the right direction, we'll reach our goals. That's it. Simplifying it. Sales conversations. I love the way we are, we are directing this session today. I think you guys are getting it very well by the conversation we're having, that it's all based on talking to new leads, generating new leads and talking to those people. Like Josefina says right here, the compound effect, great book by, by the way, the compound effect, exactly, all right? Anna says, what about next door? What do you think, Orlando? I'm, I am not very familiar with Nextdoor, Anna, so I don't wanna uh, make any opinions. I don't wanna say anything good or bad about it because I'm, I'm not very familiar with their service, all right? What I do know is that if we focus on lead generation in our area, what I do know, if you get those listings and you do open houses three times per week, you make those listings that are va- vacant, all right? Your office, you're gonna get the leads. And many of those leads you are gonna be able to convert got it very good point today guys all right fabiola the company the the company effect is one of my top books I, I think the compound effect is one of my 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 top books fabiola says I, I know she's in the car so right Carlos please you had a, a, a point uh, oh you gotta go great session thank you Carlos we'll talk later okay so very important guys now right, we're almost done with today's session another great book that talks about that is it's uh called. The Slight Edge, The Slight Edge by Jeff Gordon, right? I'm sorry, but no, Greg also Greg Greg also The Slight Edge, all right? The Slight Edge. Those are uh, good. The Slight Edge, Josefina says, yes, amazing book, all right, that talk about little progress every single day. It's much better to exercise 20 minutes a day, six times a week, than two hours, one time a week, right? Every single day, every single day, focusing on sharpening your sales skills, making sure they're in front of those people. Like Jeff, we were talking earlier, pre-qualifying them, knowing all those questions in order, pre-qualify, right? What do you want, where do you want it, why do you want it, when do you want it, how much. Having a system to follow up that allows you to identify who's engaging with your content. Making sure you reach out to those people, follow up. Because the next step on the follow-up, what do we want in the follow-up? What is the number one thing we want in the follow-up? To get a presentation, right? And making sure that we go to the presentation prepared with two main things. All right. Number one, the market stats, the stats that we were talking about six things number of properties for sale, average price, average price per square foot, highest for sale, lowest for sale, Mr. sellers some days on the market. And then the list of things that we're going to do to sell that property. All right. Very, very good. That's it, guys. This business is very, very, very simple. I didn't say thank you, Josefina, for for the for the author. I didn't say it's easy, but it's very simple. Right. I want to close today's session with two things. If you ever receive an email from me, you see that at the bottom in the footer, it has a quote that says, focus is a superpower, focus is a superpower, and somebody was saying earlier, we get distracted, and it's normal, I do too, I found that out last week with my session with Dan, right, right, with the phone, all right, because many times, all right, in order to avoid the very few things that we need to focus on right we use other things like the phone like social media email etc right so start developing day by day bit by bit right like the compound effect like the slight edge that ability to focus because those who can focus on the 21st century are the ones that have the edge so make sure you focus on what on lead generation and talking to as many people as you can every single week anna has five right lisette talk about the numbers also you know uh, diego was talking about the numbers this is a very simple business do not get distracted focus on talking to people how many well through the exercises we do in coaching we identify exactly depending on your financial goal and the average price of the properties in your area, we identify exactly how many you need. In order to do that, you can go to module number one. All right. So we uh, reach the end of the session today. It's nice to see you guys right here. I see here in the first Lita, I see her. I see right here, Sebastian in the mountain. Margaret, is finally, is not in a plane. All right. She's in the ground today. All right. Jeff is right here. I also say, Elena, Elena, I know you wrote to me, so I'll give you a call in about in a few minutes, if not by by lunch. All right. So who else? Everybody has their ca- camera. Off. Pablo, I think, Pablo, I saw you on Thursday, I believe, but it's so the, the screen, it's, you have the reflection of the uh, of the sun, so I can... I can barely see you. All right, guys. So, all right. all right. I'll see you next Monday. Make sure you ask questions in the forum. The more questions you ask, the more we can help you grow your real estate business. Thank you all, and I'll see you in the forum. Take care, guys. Bye bye. Bye, guys. <music>